Howdy, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Jake Podcast, a Texas-sized episode of the Jake Podcast, as uh, big news around here is that we just got back from the Red River Rivalry, 30th birthday celebration that my wonderful girlfriend, Sam, who is joining us on the podcast this episode, got for me for my birthday, got to live out a bucket list item, really a dream come true, this whole weekend was a blast, uh, so, but before we get to that, got a little bit of a rundown to get to. It is Thursday, October 17th. We're in the middle of spooky season, of pumpkin spice season, of all of the ABC Family scary movie rundown. It, it's a good time of year. College football's in full swing. Lots of fun to get to. But first, let me introduce our guest, ep- guest of the episode. Uh, probably like your fourth or fifth time on this podcast. The ratings drive up every time you're on. Please welcome Sam Swayze. Yeehaw! <laughs> it's Cowgirl Sam. <laughs> wow, you're gonna stick with that? No, that's no. it. <laughs> that's enough of that. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I thought about that earlier. I was like, I should in- intro it with like a big cowboy accent. But to be honest, I didn't hear a whole lot of like Texas that like you hear on TV and in movies when we were down there. No, that's the city. So it's, it's different there. Oh, you gotta that's go true. out into the country. I still thought like in Dallas we would hear like a Texas accent. I thought we would too. A little disappointing, uh, especially because we were practicing hours. Yeah. But um, you know. I, I the only one I actually heard was when we were at the bar watching the Browns game and I was talking to a guy and uh but then I realized I'm like, I think it's because he's got like a lip full of like dip right now. And that's why his voice sounds different. Probably, I mean, as expected, everyone does dip down there. Yeah, yeah, that was that I'm was. Sorry, true. but it's disgusting and it needs to stop. Yeah, it's gross, but uh, they did do that down there a lot. So anyway, big episode to get to. We have a lot. I actually planned this one out. Uh, we're gonna start off with a couple segments. Uh, starting with some Jake news, news that's relevant to Jake, listeners of the Jake, co-hosts of the Jake, like yourself. Okay, first up, uh, last week before Texas. We went to possibly the new best restaurant in the Jersey Shore. Possibly. I said possibly. She's looking at me inquisitively. Um, the Butcher's Block, located in Long Branch, was a former Butcher's Block uh, that developed into a restaurant, and it is dynamite. A uh, little pricey, but the food itself was phenomenal. Sam? I was looking at you because I feel like it is easily the best restaurant. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Easily. Although, I mean, I love Brando's. I know. I think it's a one-two punch between the two. This was phenomenal. Yeah. So we got a ribeye. Uh, we were tempted to go tomahawk steak, but those were like, the thing is they get you with the prices. They they weigh it and then they price it per pound. So you're getting like a $180 steak if you go tomahawk on it. But you go ribeye, um, which was delicious. And then we also split the uh, uh, bolognese, which was served over a little ravioli as like a special, and just split those two things. Side of uh, Brussels sprouts, which I usually don't like, but there, I like their Brussels sprouts. They don't smell too bad, and uh, they're like really crispy, so aka fried. <laughs> um, and uh, what else? Am I missing something? Oh, the mashed potato. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sam really liked the garlic smashed potato. Loaded mashed potato. Loaded smashed potato. Um, it was it was unbelievable. And if you have a chance to check it out, I, I would suggest going. We ran into good buddy and uh, friend of the podcast, Pat Miles there. He said he's been there four times. 
which is wild. You got to get there for lunch because they give you wholesale prices. So that's like a little little cheat code for you. But it's 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 right up there for best restaurant of the Jersey Shore. I'm thinking it's a one-two punch with Brando's of Asbury Park. And then like Charlie's of Bayhead, even though that's like the way down there shore. So what do you think? I thought it was phenomenal. I loved everything we ate. That was one of the best bolognese I've ever had. Yeah, it was right up there. And the steak, I mean, like, I've gone to really good steakhouses before, Mm -hmm. um, and I've had, you know, like, $60, $70 steaks or whatever, but um, I feel like sometimes I still always need, like, a little bit of steak sauce or, like, some kind of sauce that they put it in. Mm -hmm. This steak was seasoned so well, I just... It was unbelievable. Yeah, I never once thought about steak sauce yeah. when we were eating it. And and that is something that I like steak sauce. I like A1. But when we were eating this, I didn't once want steak sauce. I was just like, have a bite with some of the uh, Brussels sprouts. Have a bite with some of the mashed potatoes. The bolognese was one of the best bolognese I've ever had in my entire life. It was one of the best pasta dishes I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, it was a very creamy bolognese, which is not what I'm used to. I love my mom's bolognese. It's phenomenal and it can't be beat. I agree. With that being said, this was a That's different... That's a homemade one. It's a homemade one. So That's that true. Count. That's a different That's category. True. That's true. But if we're going out, this is one of the best pasta dishes I've ever had. It was very creamy bolognese. They mix like the ricotta in there, which I think was huge. And they use like sausage, uh, which their sausage there is great. Uh, that was one of the things we didn't get was their sausage appetizer. But I can I can tell you it's amazing. So if you get a chance, you have to go over there to make a reservation. Uh, you can walk in for lunch. They said that that wasn't a big deal. But if you want to call and make a reservation, they don't pick up their phone. They literally let the phone sit off the hook and just say, no, we're not taking reservations. So you got to be there to place a reservation, which I smartly did. Mm-hmm. You know, kudos to Jake for booking another reservation. So December 4th, we know where we're at. And, uh, yeah, this is one of my top spots of the Jersey Shore. Going to try and get there to lunch one day. Wouldn't that be a really fun little lunch date? Sam works from home. Jake works from Red Bank. We'll go meet up there. It would be. That would be nice. That's a good so idea. Maybe we should do that. But, yeah, so if you haven't checked it out, the Butcher's Block in Long Branch, it's it's and it's going to live up to the hype. If, if you don't like steak, I'm sure there are other things you can get there. I mean, we loved the pasta dish, but uh, – they also have like a fried chicken sandwich, lots of things. Uh, I'm I'm all in on Butcher's Block. I'm all in. So uh, next up in Jake News, I uh, got a couple movie things going on. Possible Ant-Man 3 and possible Captain America 4 have been starting uh, like writing. They've started like writing a script for it. Now, Ant-Man 3 I like. I like the idea of that. They've had two movies. Finish it up with a, with a third And maybe work it into, like, you know, there are a couple Ant-Man characters, like his daughter is in the comics as stature, as, like, a possible young hero, if they're wanting to go that route. Uh, So I I like that. Captain America 4, though, I don't like that idea if they bring back Chris Evans. I I think that would kind of take away from his great exit that he had in Endgame. Yeah, I thought he was done. Yeah, he is done. So are they going to do something before, you know, like go back in time almost? My thought is it'll be Captain America 4, but like Sam Wilson will be Captain, you know, Falcon. Yeah. Um, so it like technically it's Captain America 4, even though it's his uh, first okay. Captain America. But if Chris Evans is in it, I think it cheapens his departure a little bit. You know, they gave him such a nice send off 
I don't want him back at this point. He may not be, so you don't know yeah. what they're gonna do. Yeah, no, I know. I, I'm just, uh, I'm just throwing it out there because right now it's I at the like discussion table. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like it either. But if if it is just Sam Wilson as uh, Captain America or even Bucky as Captain America, and they continue to make these movies, I'm all for it. I'm all for all the Marvel movies possible. So it, you know, streaming, big screen, whatever. I'm I'm all in. Um, with that being said, that actually takes me to the next topic, uh, which is my nostalgic of the week, which is a new segment, new segment on the Jake podcast where I talk about something that's relevant right now that's trying to bring up some nostalgia factors for me at least. Uh, this week, it's Disney Plus. They just released their catalog of what they're going to have on November 12th when they come uh, with the you know come up with our streaming platform, eight hundred movies. That's insane. Insane, yeah. Uh, this is across Nat Geo, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, Disney. There's a lot of properties that they can bring out. They're not bringing out everything. You know, of the twenty two Marvel movies, they're only bringing out like eight to start. Um, with Star Wars, they're only bringing out the most recent recent trilogy and Rogue One, I think. So like. And, and and then a couple of the animated series. But, like, it seems like they're holding some things back. However, the Disney classics all seem to be there. A lot of the Disney Channel movies are there. Anything that, like, is very nostalgic to you. I know you're a Disney Channel movie fan. Yeah. Is there anything that sticks out to you that you're like, the moment we get that, because we're going to get it. Um, we're going to be on Disney Plus a lot, I believe. Is there something that you want right off the bat? You're like, I can't wait to watch blank. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, so I'm not going to say one movie, but I'm going to yeah. say nostalgia factor for me would be like Brink, Smart House, Johnny Tsunami. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm watching those like right away. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that Brink was one of the first ones they announced and Smart House for like the Disney Channel movies ones. Uh, it's just so funny looking back and seeing all the titles and being like, oh my God, it really does bring me back. Smart House was going to be like my answer uh, in terms of the Disney Channel movies. However, I'm just excited that like it's gonna be, uh, like they're they're gonna have their own original content too. It's not all just gonna be Disney, but there's the Pixar aspect of it as well. I think it's really gonna be worth it, and I think it's just six ninety nine a month, which like you know when you factor that in, it's like a pretty good deal. Really cheap, especially since they're not gonna have their stuff on Netflix anymore. You know they're ripping all of that. So if you want to see these properties, this is the only place to see it. Uh, so we'll see going forward with all these different streaming platforms and how basically this is going to be the new TV. I mean, NBC has their thing. So uh, weird. What is theirs called Peacock? again? Oh, Peacock. So yeah, weird. yeah. I mean, NBC's got a couple great like things that you're going to want to have it for, but like, why Peacock? There's no like like come on. So I don't know. That's but that's the nostalgic of the week. Uh, comment below whether this is Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, wherever you see this on. Comment below with what you want to see on Disney Plus. What I mean, if it's they've got stuff going back to 1937, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs that they will have on on Disney Plus. Maybe maybe it's Robinson Crusoe or the Swiss Family Robinson or maybe uh, you know Fox and the Hound or Toy Story or one of the uh, Disney Channel movies like we just said. Maybe it's Halloween Town, or maybe it's the original Iron Man. What are you most excited about Disney Plus, and are you excited at all? Or is this just not your bag? Is nothing 
interesting to you. So anyway, that's the nostalgic of the week. Uh, a couple more Jake News segments. Another movie trailer dropped. Bombshell, starring Nicole Kidman, Charlize Theron, and Margot Robbie. It's about the Fox News scandal uh, with, uh, I think it's Robert Ayers is his name. Uh, Roger Ayers. I don't know. Uh, people are freaking out about Charlize Theron and how she's unrecognizable and looks so much like Megyn Kelly. And I'm like, I don't think she's unrecognizable. I, 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 I feel like I'm the only person in the room that like literally thinks she just looks like Charlize Theron. Am I wrong? I feel like I only saw the trailer once and I was mm -hmm. like, huh, like she does look like uh, Megan, but I don't know. If you're supposed to play a real life person, then you're supposed to look like that person. Yeah, it, so yeah. like, I don't know why it blows people away when people can, you know, do makeup and hair to make exactly. look like somebody else. They gave her a haircut. They gave her the Megyn Kelly haircut, which is like I very mean, famous. did she gain 60 pounds like Christian Bale? To be, no, you know, no, no. Like, it was wild. Right? Like they threw a wig on her. That was so. unrecognizable. You look at Bale doing Vice. That was unrecognizable. But he's, he's just a, a psycho. He's a menace. But like, it, it, it just... I don't know. I think the movie looks pretty good. I think, you know, you've got some star power right there. Two Academy Award winners and then also uh, Margot Robbie, who was an Academy Award nominee. So they've got three pretty big ones. Uh, it's going to get a lot of, you know, high ratings because basically what the content's about and that it's like, oh, this is the huge, the Me Too moment, you know, the movement of, it seems like the first movie coming out after all of this, right? Um, I think so. I'm not even 100% sure about uh, what, like, I don't remember this scandal. No, I don't either. So. it's it, I mean, it's new to me, but that's why I kind of want to see it, is if this was huge and I missed it, I'm like, how did I miss it? Especially since it's about, like, Megyn Kelly, who hasn't been famous that long, if we're thinking about this. Yeah, so. I know. I definitely want to see it. Also, they're already talking about, is it too early to say, like, Margot Robbie... To be nominated Oscar for buzz. Yeah. I am so tired of the premature Oscar buzz. Like, look, everyone wanted to pump up J-Lo for Oscar buzz for Hustlers. I'll admit, she did pretty good. No. And no. No? No. No? You know how I feel about J-Lo. I'm just saying she did pretty good in this movie, in Hustlers. Pretty good is not Oscar worthy. That's, that's where I'm getting at. I'm saying she did well and she did pretty good. But let's let's raise the bar a little bit. Let's make the bar like, hey, you have to be like tear jerking performances to be nominated. Let's uh, not just give it to the five most popular. I cry when I watch her because of how bad she is. At ooh, acting. ooh, shots fired from Miss Swayze. So, all right. Um, last up for Jake news. This is more on the personal note. I'm going to the Hamptons this weekend. Yeah, you are, you basic bitch. <laughs> My buddy, college buddy, and, and current buddy, Brendan Engelstad's bachelor party is out on in the Hamptons somewhere. I've never actually been there. Uh, I, I swear. I know I know I I know I ooze Hamptons personality. I haven't actually been to the Hamptons. Uh, what what am I supposed to expect here? I've never been either. Oh. So I don't know. Oh. Uh, I, I always mean, it's, you're going off season, which um so you know, you'll miss the uh Hampton's crowd, so I feel like you might not get the full experience of those, you know, yuppie New Yorkers. But... Is, is Hampton supposed to be just like where the rich New Yorkers go in the summer? 
That's what I always thought it was. Okay, that's because that's what I thought. And we're just going a little off-season, so we're going to nice places type thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it should be fun going to uh, you know watch a couple good football games this weekend, do the racetrack, uh, probably drink a lot. It's a short one, but this is, uh, this is my last travel weekend for quite some time. Um, I'm actually excited to wind down a little bit because uh, we're going to get to Dallas in just a second. But uh, in terms of bachelor parties, this is my third this year? Second. Second, but I got two more next year. So crazy time. Crazy time to be Jake Brainy. But anyway, Hamptons this weekend. But before we get off the topic, Dallas last weekend. Just wow. Um, first off, had our flight delayed like morons because we chose United at 8.30 on a Friday night. And Sam, like a week beforehand, you were like, oh, I just know this is going to get delayed. These Friday night ones, they even like warn you. And it did. It got delayed three hours. By the time we got in, it it took away our Friday night if we wanted to do anything. It was 3 a.m. Must be lonely. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like such a pain in the ass because we had such an early morning Saturday that it was like, all right, we, we either wanted to get a really good night's sleep or at least go out and do something Friday night. We couldn't do either thing. However, you placed a nice formal complaint, got us some money back. Good sure job. I did. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I was fuming in that airport. Yeah, you were not happy. No, so I got right on the email with their customer service and I wrote them a nice stern email. So heads up, if uh, you get a delay because of a you know plane malfunction or a a loose mechanical, a mechanical issue or a loose spark tube or whatever they might have in a plane. A broken wing. A broken wing, yeah. Uh, make an email because it seems like the only thing that they can't control is weather. Everything else, it's like you should be able to get this shit taken care of. But anyway, that'll be a nice uh, use that towards uh, the Arizona trip with your parents next year. Listen, I'll take any kind of money from an airline. Yeah, totally. So, uh but after that, we did get in. We slept nice big king size room, so king size bed, and then we went to the Texas State Fair. The one thing we I did not expect was the amount of traffic getting in and out. That was a little frustrating. I expected that. Yeah, I should have expected it, but I didn't. But once we got there, giant ass fair, giant ass turkey legs, corn dogs, uh. What about the state fair did you love? What about the state fair did you not love? Um, I loved, I don't know. I loved the whole thing. I liked how, I, I guess my mind's like a two-parter love-hate. I loved how it was surrounding the Cotton Bowl Stadium. Yeah. Like, I thought that that was a really good use of space. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because if you had a ticket to the game, you got in for free. Um, I liked the amount of like vendors of food and just mm-hmm. like, you know, they also had like shirts and games and they rides like probably the biggest fair I've ever seen. Almost. I mean, we said it a couple of times. It reminded us of six flags. Yeah. Yeah. Walking around. Very six flags vibe. Um, so I don't know. I, I liked just, I guess the like atmosphere of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't like was that you have to buy coupons to use at the like vendors. Right. So I just feel like that it's an extra line that you have to wait in to pay a ton of money to get these coupons where, like, I'd rather just give you cash when I go up to get my turkey leg. 
So yeah, I mean, I I see that like as an extra step, they probably make some money because the amount of people that buy coupons and don't yeah, use them. Exactly. So like, I get, I get why they're doing it, but just a pain in the ass because the lines for the coupons were longer than the lines for food. Yeah. And the lines for food were pretty long. And the biggest. Yeah. Pain in the ass of the whole fair. Yeah, this was, was a mistake. After the game let out. We heard about these corn dogs, so we went over to that vendor. There was a line, which wasn't so bad, so we waited on line. But then everybody in the entire stadium started coming out. Yeah. And this vendor, along with a couple other food vendors, were all along the exit of the stadium. The giant exit, yeah. too. Like, the so big one. You could not move. It was just a sea of people. So even as you're moving forward in the line, like, people are trying to walk through you to, get, like, just get away from that area. After we got our corn dogs, it was a fight to get out of there. It was brutal. I don't do well in crowds. No. You've now seen that. Yes. So um, I think that's my biggest complaint is that they just got to do better. Why would you put vendors there right at the entrance and exit of a... A stadium full of 92,000 people. That's my biggest complaint as well, is that you have this, like, it's one of the most popular games of the year. And if you're going to put the state fair around it, at least spread the people out. That's your main problem is, right, is people and it's maximizing the space you have. Instead, there's, like, these blank areas where they're doing, like, car sales. And, like, like literally, like, it, it looked like we were in, the, like, a car lot. Yeah. And and instead, all like the corn dogs and the most popular items and stuff were right out front, and it's just like a sea of people, like you said. So not great. Um, but and, and you didn't love the corn dog, uh, <laughs> I, I, which which sucked because I loved the corn dog. I was like, I, I would have had like four of these. But then again, you don't like mustard, so corn dogs are just not my thing. Oh, they're so and good. I was like, maybe this will change my mind about it. But yeah, I don't like mustard. And of course, by the time we got to where also the condiments were in, in a separate cart in the middle mm-hmm. of all these people yeah. away from the counter. So like we fought our way to get to the like mustard and there was no ketchup left. It's like they so, didn't know how many people were going to be there. Yeah. So I, but they do this every year. Exactly. For over a hundred years. Yeah. So, so- so I don't I don't get it because it seemed like they were like oh like it it would have been perfect had there been half the amount of people agreed but th- this was the biggest game of the year Texas is a good football team Oklahoma is a really good football team and I mean it doesn't even matter if they're good because no matter what every year people are going to that game because it matters so much um, but yeah I I didn't like that line was was fine because it was for the corn dogs what I really didn't like was. Uh, the last line we waited on for the uh, corn fritters, the corn fritters, uh, which just it was just a 35, 40 minute line that did not. Move. We were like fifth in line the entire time, and the lines next to us were going much faster, and it seemed like our line was getting ignored. And there, there was just, like, not enough people working, yet the one girl we kept on asking, we're like, hey, are you going to, like, fucking serve our line? She was like, I'm sorry, we're trying to get more people. It's like, how about you just, like, serve this line and then go back to that line and then come to this line? Instead, they're, like, doing their line and then they'll come over once in a while. And it's like, you got to yeah, have a better system. I was ready to give up. I know. You wanted to. I wanted and to get out of there. Had you said, Jake, I want to get out of here, I would have been like, all right, fine. I told myself that. I was like, if... If she brings it up again, we'll be done. Because you were like, hey, how much do you want this? And I was like, I mean, we wanted to try it. Like, we both wanted to try it. 
That's that's true. That is true. The it worst, is true. The worst part about it is after we tried it, we were just like, this wasn't worth it. We were like, this fucking sucked. I would have would have rather gone over to the corn dog line and got a corn dog and a beer. Oh man, the beer was so good too. It was so cold and on tap, just the best. And then uh the turkey leg was phenomenal. And uh we should have got fried Reese's instead. I know. That was our mistake. Yeah. Uh, ran into the McCulloughs down there. Good family friends who uh, are big Texas fans, which is insane that, uh, like, you know, we're just waiting online. And I'm like, oh, hey, Garrett, what's up? And it's just funny enough running into them, which was great because my mom was like, you got to reach out to them. And I was like, there's no way I'll ever see them. So I didn't even bother reaching out. And, of course, waiting online, we run into them. Um now, the State Fair was great. It was cool seeing everything. It was mayhem after the game, so we had our fill there. But the game itself, uh, it was a really good game. It was so much fun. Got a couple great pictures. Uh, we got to sit on the Texas side. Now, we didn't really pick where we wanted to sit. We just like kind of just went like random tickets where like what's affordable, what looks like a pretty good, decent ticket, and uh, whatever side we're on, that's the side we'll root for. And it happened to be Texas. We enjoyed rooting for Texas. And you know what? Not being Texas homers or anything like that, it didn't matter to us that they lost. But it was such a good game. Uh, The crowd was really into it. And you could really see how much it matters down there. And uh, I think it's really sparked an interest in in us to continue doing this. What do you think? Yeah. It started a a huge interest. I think now we're going to try to do a game college game every year that would be wonderful i'd love to do that because that's something that like i wish i had done when i just got out of college when i like didn't have the responsibilities that i do now and i should have went touring around the country to more stadiums uh i didn't do that but it, i have a wonderful girlfriend who now wants to do these types of things yeah so i well, lucked out you you did yeah i did luck out yeah i feel like because i went to um for those who don't know i went to west virginia university for two years mm-hmm. so i got to experience the big uh like football crowd yeah. games yeah but i don't think i appreciated appreciated it as much probably not you probably didn't now. realize back then that you were like part of like and west virginia was actually pretty good when we were in college yeah, too decent. like you they were they weren't bad they had a couple good years and uh the geno smith yep. that was a big deal yeah uh, so, so yeah, not bad. Um, I'm excited to do more college football things with you. More on that in just a minute. I just want to finish up with the game. Uh, Jalen Hurts kind of hurt his Heisman, uh, Heisman bid this week, although he did have some pretty ridiculous plays. Texas was in this game. They just didn't fucking tackle. That was really frustrating, watching them being like, if you were an actual Texas fan, I, I, I feel bad because... The team just wouldn't tackle. They just launched their bodies, and it didn't work. But they look like a pretty good team. They, uh, they're probably going to win a bunch of games this year and uh, probably go to a pretty good bowl game. Uh, who knows? Maybe knock off. Uh, they didn't knock off either of the top ten teams that they played, though, with Auburn and uh, I think it was – no, it was LSU. Sorry, LSU and Oklahoma, two teams that might be playoff teams. But uh, it was so much fun. I loved going to that stadium. I you know for those wondering why did this happen uh, I told Sam a long time ago that this was one of my top bucket list items was doing the Red River Showdown formerly the Red River Rivalry River, Red River Shootout it's had a bunch of names but the Red River Showdown I've always wanted to do this in terms of college football it's it was at the top of my list of things I wanted to do it was in the Cotton Bowl 
it, it, it seemed like every seat was a good seat there. It didn't really seem like there were bad seats there because we were kind of high up, but but I, I never once thought I had a bad seat. Uh, and, and it was just the, a blast seeing the Cotton Bowl, being a part of that environment. Uh, I highly suggest it to anyone that's looking to do that. And then the next day we had you know the day to ourselves. We watched, uh, watched some football in the afternoon at the Browns Backers Bar, which was fun. Going to a Browns backers club, getting a, a couple koozies, being part of a raffle, seeing how dedicated Browns fans are that we have clubs all over the world. And this bar was filled with Browns fans in Dallas. Uh, they lost a tough, uh, tough one to Seattle. Tight, four-point loss. Sucks, whatever. It happens. A lot of season left. Browns are on their bye week. We're not talking about the Browns. Um, but we were scooting around. We were scooting. Scooters were fun. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I knew that Asbury Park had them. Um, I didn't realize how fun they were going to be. And now I want to go on them all the time. It sucks that we're going into, like, you know, the colder part of the season. But uh, I really want to keep doing scooters. Yeah. I mean, there is some literally parked a block away. I know. There's oh, They're always down the block from us. Uh, I feel like if we were to take them, some people would be pretty pissed. But... Hey, they're public domain scooters. They they're... were fun. Not as cheap as I thought they were going to be. So yeah, I did think they'd be cheaper. Our first ride was like a little bit over a mile, and it yeah. was like $7, which not bad, but we each did a scooter, so that's $14, mm-hmm. whereas we could have taken an Uber for like 6 bucks. You know what? That's that's the point that I keep missing is I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's about the same price as an Uber. And then I'm like, wait, no, we're both paying. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that shouldn't be the case. It should be... Like half the price of an Uber. Yeah, you know, but I mean, but, but it was fun. fun. We yeah, it, fun. we had fun, and it's not like you're going to do it all that often. Um, but it was fun, and I, I had a lot of a lot of fun just scooting around Dallas, uh, getting pretty fast. In some, some of those, like I was getting close cl- to like 18 miles an hour. I, was gonna say, I think I clocked my highs at like almost 17. Yeah, it, those are. I mean, and that doesn't feel fast when you're in a car. Feels fast when you're on a scooter. Yeah. Especially especially, going downhill. especially since we were downhill and then somehow we ended up on the highway and I was like, Sam, what the fuck are we doing here? And, and I was just like, oh shit, I got and the map and Sam's got the map in one hand and the brake on the other and and I'm just like, Sam, we're in the middle of a four car highway right now, four lane highway. Uh, that Google was fun ma- though. Google Maps screwed me on that way. Google home. Maps almost fucking killed us. We literally just had to like go two blocks like north and we would have been back at our Airbnb and instead this thing wanted to take us onto the main highway and four or five blocks. And south. it wouldn't I let me change. It, it wouldn't let me change from car to like walk. So it wouldn't understand that I'm like, hey, I'm not in a fucking car, man. I don't have doors. We're on a scooter. We're on man. a scooter. So that got a little frustrating for a minute, but Still had fun. We got our magnet. Got our. Uh, I already had a shot glass. Got uh, our ornament. Mm-hmm. Boom. Uh, so we're ready to roll. And uh, had what a burger when we we're down there. What a burger was good. Yeah. Uh, way I, better. Way than better in than and out. out. Way better than in and out. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jeff Lowe who who gave me the you know the suggestion for what a burger. It was great. Uh, I really liked it, and it was it wasn't even that fresh when we got it. But it was still came. It still came out great. And then, of course, um, we went to the pecan lodge. The pecan lodge. The pecan lodge. Uh, Guy Fieri went there on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Back when it wasn't even like a full restaurant, I think it was just in a market 
like a pop-up or whatever. Yeah, I think it was like part of like their farmer's market or mm -hmm. something. Yeah, and uh, it was, we got there super early because we knew, okay, they're only open for a couple hours and they run out of things. It's one of those things like, hey, they serve until we run out of it. So we got there a half an hour early, uh, still waited on a pretty big line, but once we got to the front, everything moved really quickly and you sit down and, and your food's out in like two, three minutes. It was that quick. We got a lot of different stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet the picture of, of our meal, but creamy mac and cheese with bacon bits on top. That was delicious. We got brisket. We got burnt ends, which I think was our favorite thing there, right? Was oh, the yeah. burnt ends. Mm -hmm. And then we got ribs. Uh, two of them were like their regular ribs and two were fried. Ribs were a little bit of a letdown. Um, we did wait to eat those, which we probably shouldn't have. But in terms of like ribs, they're just ribs. But the burnt ends, special. Mac and cheese, special. And of course, guy's favorite, the hot mess. Salted sweet potato filled with brisket and like creamy uh like chipotle ranch dressing uh the, i mean it, it was unbelievable food uh, i i thought it was worth the hype the pecan lodge what do you think i agree too the big i mean the only letdown was the ribs yeah because we got regular brisket too yeah regular bri yeah, yeah regular brisket it everything was all good yeah, everything was great just the ribs and the fried ribs were special and they were better yeah they were better um they also have mexican coke <laughs> they do. Yeah, Mexican Coke. Mexican, Mexican Cola was great. Um, I, I actually really liked that, and, and it had me on, like, I've been on a soda kick. Haven't had soda this week, but, like, that whole weekend, I was like, I just needed soda. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the Mexican Coke. I don't know. Mexican Cola. Uh, I'll, I'll be clear. But Pecan Lodge was great. Whataburger, great. State Fair food was great. All in all, the Dallas weekend was a huge success. Sam, thank you so much. It was a really special weekend. You're welcome. Yeah, and I expect you only something. Turned 31. <laughs> I was gonna say I expect something just the same for 31. I don't think so. Oh no. So with that being said, though, you got into it. I got into it with these bucket list items of college football. Now that you're getting into this, I want to pick your brain. I want to know in this week's top five an updated college football themed bucket list. Now. What I mean by that is you could have – it could be a team you want to see. It could be a stadium you want to see. It could be a certain rivalry, whatever. I want your updated college football bucket list because now I want to know what you want to go see. We just did my number one. So you got your list ready? I got it. Okay. Let's start with number five. Would you like to start or want me to start? Um, I can start. Okay. So number five, I did um, Georgia. Because I'm a huge um, Jake, Fromm. Jake Fromm fan. Yeah. After watching him on QB1, I think he's a stand-up guy. I think he's a good QB, good leader. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been like, you know, we've been watching the Georgia games when we have a chance. And yeah. um, I really like him. And I didn't know that, what is he, a junior? He's a junior. But yeah. he's most likely going to enter into the draft this year. Most likely, but it's not confirmed. You, so, yeah. I mean, I could have, I guess I could have had him like closer on my, I mean like Higher on the higher list. Higher on the list because of the urgency of going to see him. But right. I'll leave him at number five because I have ones above that that are... That's fair. I mean, hey, that stadium is up there for one of the ones that I would want to see uh, between the hedges. They got hedges all around the field. It's a very cool looking it. thing. Yeah. And, not in person, uh, but... Not in person, no. Uh, but yeah, Georgia, great choice. I think that's that's an excellent choice. Go down to Athens. Maybe do a weekend Savannah. 
Savannah. Savannah, yeah. Uh, my number five is a little vague. I'm going with any Big Ten rivalry. Now, a lot of Big Ten teams, now, for those wondering, the Big Ten is kind of like the Midwest. Ohio State, uh, Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, Illinois, Indiana, um, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska. I'm probably missing one or two. Oh, don't forget Rutgers and <laughs> Rutgers and Maryland. The, oh, the, oh yeah, the the Big Ten Masters uh, and Penn State. So you, you got a lot of Midwest teams in there, and a lot of the games they play for trophies. Now, one of my favorite ones is the Floyd of Rosedale, played between Iowa and Minnesota. Minnesota, which started when. Uh, the governors had a friendly wager, and the winner was going to get the state-prized pig. And uh, the pig's name was Floyd, named after the governor of Minnesota, and Rosedale was the farm. And that was like the first ever exchanged pig between two teams, or two states or whatever, as a friendly wager. And then they turn it into a trophy, and now every year, uh, the winner of the Minnesota-Iowa game gets a big brass pig. I think that's fun. I think it's cool, and it's something that a lot of people don't know about. There are tons of trophies in the in the Big Ten. There's the um, there's one trophy that's just a pile of broken wood that used to be a chair. There's one that's a little brown jug. There's Paul Bunyan's axe. That one played between Wisconsin and Minnesota. That one's really cool because. Every year, the axe gets longer and longer, and they put the final score on the axe underneath last year's. So the axe is now huge because it has every final score on it. I want to see a Big Ten trophy game. Doesn't matter which one it is, just as long as it's not like Rutgers or Maryland. They're not Big Ten to me. Give me one of those Midwest teams. I want that in my uh, – it's on my bucket list. I think it's really cool. Like so it. Yeah. Um, you're number four. So my number four, you've been here, but um, Clemson. Oh, yeah. So I, what I missed from the Texas game was Oklahoma was louder than we were. Yeah. And that bothered me. Yeah. Um, and I've heard it from you, and also it's on the list of, like, the second loudest stadium mm-hmm. um, for, like, college football. So I kind of want to experience a super loud game um, because I think it does affect – playing yeah so um yeah i can i can assure you it is one of the one of the last experiences of my entire life was at that game we were my i went with my good friend bill mead and his college roommate evan flack and the three of us drove down from jersey to clemson south carolina and went to the game they played florida state it was when deshaun watson was still there and this was the year they actually ended up winning the national championship too so it was really cool seeing this team um, and they, you know, dethroned Florida State, who Florida State was kind of like the kings of their conference until this time. It was so loud. It really felt like the noise that we were causing actually messed up Florida State. They had a couple false starts. They called a timeout where, like, uh, um, uh, like they, they need because they needed to calm the crowd down. There was a delay of game because they just couldn't hear shit. It really felt like we actually made an impact. It was so loud. Top three loudest experience of my entire life, period. And that's right up there with when I worked at uh, Madison Square Garden and uh, was there for hockey playoffs. And and uh, I mean, it's probably it's probably that. It's probably one of those, one or two. Uh, it is that loud. The town is actually a lot of fun, too. 
And uh, they now have a great football team. They have a really cool tradition where the players run down this hill onto the field and they touch a rock before they run onto the field. It's called Howard's Rock. It was a it was a gift to the coach from like uh, I think his name was Frank Howard back in like the sixties or fifties. And uh, the quote is, "If you, um, it's something like, if you're not going to give me 110 percent, get your damn hands off that rock." And it's a rock from Death Valley in Arizona that was delivered to him, and it's supposed to embody the fact that it's like you're going to give it your a thousand percent, like die if you have to, to play for this team. So it was a really cool, and I have actually a picture touched on the rock. That's cool. Yeah. So. I love that choice. My number four. Okay, good. My number four, I want to go to the Midnight Yell at Texas A&M in College Station. Now, for those who don't know what the Midnight Yell is, Texas A&M, one of the louder college football stadiums for people that might not know, um, and they practice their cheering at midnight before the game. And it's very, it's like formulaic. They have swaying, they have like hand gestures and all these different things, and they practice their yelling at midnight before the game. And I think that's so cool. I saw it once on game day that they, they practice this. And if you ever watch Texas A&M games, you'll notice that the crowd is really in sync. And I think this is just a very unique and uh, different tradition that I think is really cool, and I would love to be a part of that. Uh, I don't know if I'll make it to College Station, but... In terms of bucket list items, hell yeah. I like the college yell at midnight. Uh, all right, Sam, what's your number three? My number three is Ohio State versus, versus Michigan. Mm. Um, this is a tough one, though, because I would say it at either stadium, but Michigan is... Sorry about that, guys. Um, I would say that either stadium, but Michigan is the largest stadium, right? Yeah, the big house. Yeah, so I would consider going there, but being an Ohio State fan, eh, it would be tough. But I'm also a Justin Fields fan, also mm-hmm. because of QB1. Oh, yeah. You're an Ohio State fan, as you know, so now I am. I hear you. Um, so that's my number three. I think that's a great choice. It's known as the game in the rivalry, so the fact that like you could just be known as the game... Ohio State has dominated recently, but it still matters so much because it's the last game you play before the college playoff, and you really can't afford to lose that game if you want to win the Big Ten. It's just that important. They always end the season with each other, and it's a huge rivalry. They border on states, you know, they touch the states touch each other. So uh, I think it's a great choice. Um, more on that later. Uh, my number three, also Death Valley, but not South Carolina. Louisiana, LSU, I want to go to a night game at Death Valley in LSU because, you know, your brother actually brought this up uh, that we should go to a game next year and that we should all go to one. And I'd love that choice. Uh, The Alabama-LSU game, which he pointed out, kind kind of runs into a very important wedding for us next year. But I will say that given the opportunity, I would love to go to LSU. Uh, not only does the field look really cool on the uh, on TV all the time, but it's said to be one of the louder experiences. And I, I think that's what you're getting from my list is that I want to go to these places where you can't even hear yourself think. Because that's what I love about college football is the band. You get like the, 
the student section. You get the people that live around the area that like live and die for their team, for their college. And I just think LSU is like the perfect example of that. Plus, they're usually pretty good. They're usually playing very important football games, whether it's Alabama or Auburn or Georgia or Florida. They're always seemingly having a couple important night games, and their night games look really cool. So that was my number two. Really? That's your number two? Yeah. Go right into it then. Um, I mean, for the same reasons that, you know, you want to go. Yeah. Um, also, like, I don't know. First, like, when I think of, like, college football, like, I think LSU. Like, I feel like that's the epitome of, like, yeah. college football. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to go into everything because you just, you know. No, I mean, great examples but, as to why I want to go there, but I want to go, and I think the night game is great too. Uh, also, because I can't stand the heat, and I am sure it is just absolutely disgusting there during the day. So. I, yeah, that's you're probably right. Uh, we would probably want to aim for like a November game, maybe January. Maybe <laughs> they don't play home games in January, but still, I but I like where your thought is. Um, I, I yeah, I, I like that we're on on the same wavelength with that one. My number two. This was a really tough one for me to pick my number two and versus my number one because I feel like I'm like splitting hairs. I want to go to the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. I think it's it's one of the most famous college football stadiums. Right now, the Rams are playing there too. The former St. Louis Rams, now Los Angeles Rams, until they get their stadium, I think, which isn't for another year. Um, it's not going to be next year or the year after is what I meant. And uh, it's just it's it's got so much storied history there. Uh, USC plays their home games there now. If I if I'm being very picky, can I be very picky? Absolutely. This is my this is a top five, the best possible. I want to see the stadium, the Rose Bowl. I also want to go to the Rose Bowl game. Like there's you know the stadium's called the Rose Bowl, but it also is the Rose Bowl game on January first. And if I'm being super, super picky, and this is like really pushing it because the odds of this happening are very low, I would love to see Notre Dame play USC there. Now, Notre Dame plays USC every year, sometimes in Notre Dame, sometimes in California. So I would love to see that game, which is always Thanksgiving weekend, which kind of is tough. But if, let's say, there was a year where we could go Thanksgiving and then fly out to California on the Friday after Thanksgiving, and then do the Notre Dame at USC game on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, I think that would be right up there for my top. Uh, I think that's super cool, and I just think Notre Dame-USC, it's one of the best rivalries in college football. They play for the jeweled shillelagh. Uh, You know I love these stupid college trophies, but that's an old one, and it's a good one, and... uh, Again, those rivalries on Thanksgiving weekend, when you have two good teams, you can't afford to lose that game. So it means so much when you win that. So that's why it's my number two. You also want to see the uh, Rose Bowl parade of the flowers. No, I don't. Yeah. No. I think that's why you really want to go. Yes. No. No. Um, I mean, we would go. (laughs) I mean, if we're there, you might as well. All right. Give me your number one. My number one... Um, so this has been my number one, probably even before I really got into college football. Oh, Rutgers on game? Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. Um, Army versus Navy. Oh, great choice! Yeah, I think this, to me, I know there's so many rivalry games, like, in college football. Oh. To me, this is, again, like, the epitome of rivalry. Like, I've wanted to go to this for forever. I think it's just, I don't know, I think it's just really cool. I love that it's, like, it's, like, historic. And it's, yeah. like, you know... Uh, I don't know how I missed that because it should be on my list. It yes. should be no lower than four, maybe even three for me. I love that answer. I think it's great. Uh, they often play the game in the Northeast. Sometimes they play at West Point. Sometimes they play in like Philadelphia or yeah. Baltimore. They jump around the game so that they make it so that people can go to it. I would love to go to that game. It's also always the only game of that weekend, that like second weekend in December. So it's really the only football game on. I would love to go to that game. And I think that's definitely one we can make happen. And my mom's good friend, Angela, teacher at Army, professor at Army. So maybe we can make like a whole thing of it, get people going with it, and then, uh, you know, score some tickets. Yeah. I mean, if I if I had my choice, if I was going to be picky, I would like it to be when it's at um, like West Point. Yeah. I would Just like it to like, be on like the campus. Yeah. But I think it's just gotten to be such a big thing that they want to make the games at bigger stadiums, yeah. which is why they play at Lincoln Financial and 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 M and T Bank and Baltimore. Ah, oh, that's a great answer, Sam. That is a one. That is a one hundred percent awesome answer. Now you probably saw this one coming because I kind of hinted at it. My number one is Michigan Ohio State. Doesn't have to be at either place. Big House Horseshoe. I want to go to both stadiums. The rivalry is one of the best in all of sports. Some people say it's losing some of its luster because Ohio State keeps rolling Michigan, which, you know, that's a whole different argument. You know, does a rivalry need both teams to win to make it good? You know, if Ohio State's won 14 of the last 15 games. I think you do. I think you do. So regardless of that, though, and that's a shout-out. Steven Lorenzo pointed that out to me this summer. He was like, it's not the best rivalry in sports because Ohio State rolls them so much. And I'm like, you know, that's actually a good point. Michigan needs to put up a better fight. But... A lot of times that game has national title implications, and I think that's really cool. It's a game I would love to see. I almost drove to it two years ago. Uh, I don't care if it's at the Big House in Michigan. If it's at the Horseshoe in Columbus, it, it's it's at the top of my list. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a lot of crossover between us. We yeah. both had Michigan-Ohio State. Uh, I didn't have Army-Navy, but I should have. We both had Death Valley-Louisiana. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I would have had Clemson on there had I not already gone to it. So, But that's something I would do again, too. Pretty good list, Sam. Yeah, yeah. I think so. All right, so we're going to have some work to do. we got to get this going. This is going to be a lot of fun. Now, uh, before we end the podcast, because we're getting to that hour mark already, 50 minutes, uh, we got a couple one-minute movie reviews, so we'll make this really quick. Now, we've got a couple this week. Sam's going to be on her own for a little bit. And I'm going to be on the on my own for a little bit. How do you want to start? And then we're going to mix it up and do uh, some of the same. Do you want to start with yours? Sure. All right. So as we traveled to Dallas, Sam and I both were watching our own movies. And uh, this is why we will have uh, our own reviews. So, Sam, why don't you kick us off with a one-minute movie review of Longshot? Are you going to tell me when a minute hits? No? 
No, you have this clock right here. Okay. Uh, so the first one I watched was Long Shot. This is with Charlize Theron and um, Seth Rogen. She is uh, secretary of something. <laughs> Good job. And he is a journalist. Of something? Very left-wing journalist. Oh. I think I'm using that in the right way. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Politics. Ah. Um, so anyway, he gets fired from, or he chooses to quit his job because it's taken over by a big like media company that he doesn't agree with. Um, and he goes to a party where he runs into Charlize Theron and turns out that that was his old babysitter. Oh, wow. Um, she hires him for a job of her like writer. 20 seconds or you lose. Uh, um, and, and they fall in love and that's it. Okay. So um, I would give this out of 100... I'm going to put it in like, I don't know, like lower 70s, high 60s, maybe like a 68. 68? Yeah. It's like, okay, it's cute. Like, go see it if you want, but like, don't really like... Care. Care to see it. Don't like, pay You're to not see missing it. it if you don't go see it. Um, it's kind of just really unbelievable to me that someone like Shirley Stardew would end up with Seth Rogen. Um, That's love. I've Sure. But like in her in her thing, it's like she's she's going to be the president and she's going to end up with a stoner like Seth Rogen. Like it's just a, it's I don't get it. Okay, well a minute and twenty five seconds, but that was pretty good. I, I I did cut in and I did you know you don't have to stick to the time. If you notice, that's kind of my bit about these one minute movie I know, reviews. But I want to be better than you. Wow! Wow! <laughs> okay. Do you have another movie you want to review? Sure. So also on the plane, I watched Five Feet Apart. Oh God. <laughs> With Cole Sprouse and some other girl. I don't know who she Shailene is. Woodley. No. That's that's Fault in Your Stars. But basically, it's Fault in Your Stars. In the Stars. Whatever that movie Our is. Stars. Whatever. Um, <laughs> they both have cystic fibrosis. One has a, a more severe case than the other. Um, for anybody who doesn't know anything about this disease, it's basically like your lungs... Um, like can I don't really know everything. No, about like it, they like you, just like you don't have bad, work. You have yeah. bad lungs, yeah. and like you're, um, you don't have a high life expectancy. Um, so they're in the hospital together. They obviously fall in love, but the thing is, because they both have CF, you can't touch each other. So, a person, not even touch. No, a person with CF can touch somebody who doesn't have it. But if some, if you do have it, it could make you sicker. More oh, sick. yikes! Um, so obviously, like they fall in love. And, um, why, why do they stick all of them in the same area of the hospital? That's a good question. They shouldn't do that. <laughs> I then. don't know. Maybe they don't in real life, but this is a movie. Oh, So the thing true. is, is that as they're dating, they must always stay five feet apart. Oh, God damn it, Nicholas Sparks. You did it again. It's not him. But it's not? No. Bullshit. Um, it's a typical, you know, sick teenage rom. Yeah. Teen com? Yeah. I don't know if it's com because it's pretty Teenage, morbid. teen, teen romance? Uh, I did cry, which I wanted to like curse myself for because I was like, wow. why am I crying on a plane? You're probably crying because the like, plane was delayed yeah, three hours. I, yes. I think I was just tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could definitely skip it. If you've seen Fault in Our Stars, just skip this. Give us a grade. D. D? <laughs> D? <laughs> Bad. Also, also, like Cole Sprouse. For those of you who don't know him, he's the twin from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. He's also in Riverdale. He plays. He's in Big Daddy. He has my yeah, birthday. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays a brooding teen in Riverdale, and it's like the same exact person in this movie. So really? It's like, can you give us some sort of. He's like, sorry, filming starts back up in a week, and yeah. I can't break character. Yeah. So uh, I would definitely skip it. It's not worth it. It's not worth your tears. Okay, so we got a 68 and a D. 
good movie choices for the plane. I, however, uh, got to see two different things. Wait, I also thought I watched the third one. What? Yeah, the one with um, Kevin Hart and. Oh, go for it! Yeah, roll right in. I forgot. Wait, what's that one called, though? That one's called Unbreakable. No. No, that one's called Unbroken. Kevin, is it? No. Kevin Hart and who's the guy from? Brian um, Cranston. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the one where Brian Cranston is like a quadriplegic, right? And they hire like um. Kevin Hart to be like his age. handler. Yeah. Um, the upside. The upside. I was close. Uh, so I mean, pretty predictable. Like you know, Brian Cranston is obviously like pretty upset that he is now quadriplegic. Mm -hmm. He wasn't always like that. It was he's super of, rich, right? Yeah, super rich. It was because of an accident. Um, mm -hmm. so he's now like you know can only move his neck and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then Kevin Hart is like basically poor and was in prison and out of you know, out of prison now and trying to get his life on track um, and is hired. And of course, like, it's just predictable where they become like besties and, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know. It's, again, skippable. Skippable. So all the movies I saw were skippable. Wow. But I really like Kevin Hart. Um, Give me a grade. And was Brian Cranston good? A C. A C? Yeah. It was cute. Okay. So is that like high, high 70s? Sure. Okay. All right. Cute watchable don't pay to see it seems like uh is kind of the vibe from the three movies that yeah, uh, you saw if you're on a plane for three and a mm -hmm. half hours and you've got to, some time to kill uh i would choose the upside then a long shot then mm -hmm. five feet apart so i only have one movie to uh review because uh you watched three movies in the time that i watched two movies uh and one of my movies I've seen many times, it's uh, Avengers Endgame. I've given that a grade on the podcast. I've heard of it. Oh, you should watch it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you'd love it. I've seen it twice. It was phenomenal again, and I uh, keep my grade of a 96. I think I saw you crying. Yeah. Well, when Cap grabs Mjolnir, there's very little things that are better than that <laughs> I saw, moment. I saw tears, and I saw a lot of rewinding back to the same moment. Yeah, well, I had like a couple, like 10 more minutes, so I was like, you know, the, the movie, might as well just go check it out again. Uh, one new movie I did see, though, was El Camino, uh, a Breaking Bad movie. Now, I went in thinking, okay, please don't mess anything up. Please don't, like, like Breaking Bad finished so well. Don't mess with that. Don't give it a weird storyline. Don't say Walter White's alive. Don't say, like, don't bring back Skylar. There's no reason to bring her back. She's not part of this. They brought back a couple characters, but only the ones you really, like, that were necessary for the story. Um, I thought it was great. I it, it worked perfectly as an episode. It was basically just an episode of Breaking Bad, but like you know, a movie of it. Uh, you know, it's two hours long. Uh, Jesse Plemons was in it a lot, and he did a really good job. And I also thought that Aaron Paul, again, like he didn't miss a beat. From I don't know, it's been like six or seven years since that show ended. Uh, maybe maybe a little less, but. He didn't miss a beat. He was still the same, like, uh, Jesse Pinkman. And, uh, you know, kind of, like, worn down, torn up from his basically being beaten down. But it did a great job of showing you what we've missed from Breaking Bad, from his side of things. And uh, it, it put a really great bow on, like, his story. I didn't think the movie was needed. I didn't think it was necessary for Breaking Bad. But you made it, and you didn't ruin anything, and it was... Really intense. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it, and uh, I'm, ha I'm, you know, I'm, ha I'm happy with it. I gave it uh, an, uh, a square eighty because 
it was really just like not a very necessary movie. Not a lot, whole lot happened, but everything about it was done right. I'll just say that it was one of the, it was a good episode of Breaking Bad. If if that's like a way I could, uh, I could you know grade it. Uh, however, I do have another grade on here. This isn't for a movie that I haven't graded before. Uh, this is a very rare Jake podcast regrade. <laughs> now. There was some blowback after a couple weeks ago after the movie Ad Astra was reviewed on this podcast. Uh, I believe Sam had a 23 rating. Yeah, that's yeah. right. 23 mm-hmm. minutes took me to fall asleep. Yeah, and I had, uh, I believe, an 89 or an 88. Uh, something ridiculously high. Now, I've given it time. Part of the problem with me when I review these movies is I review them immediately when I'm super high on the film. Uh, you've noticed this. Uh, my good friend Tom has mentioned this before that like all like anything coming out of the movie theaters. Most of my good friends know this about me by now. Uh, now that I've had a chance to let Ad Astra like sit there and simmer for a little bit, I will say that it was a little boring. Uh, visually and sound, the movie was spectacular. I thought Brad Pitt was still really good, but he was like the only character worth a damn in the movie. They really didn't, like they brought in Donald Sutherland. He didn't do shit. Um, Liv Tyler was in the previews. She had one line. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, big part of the previews. Again, he was just a crazy old man for five minutes of the movie. So taking those all into account and the fact that I was like, wait a minute, how do I give this a high 80s grade when I thought Hustlers was better? And a Hustlers, I gave an 84. So after my regrade of understanding that I still thought Ad Astra was okay, I still thought it was pretty good, but I think I grossly miscalculated my grading system. So, to the fans of the Jake Podcast, I apologize. To my co-host, Samantha Swayze, who had lots to say to me about this movie, I apologize. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. My regrade for Ad Astra is a 77. <laughs> Wait, what was it originally? An 88? 88. <laughs> Okay. I still think it's. It. I'll. St- I still think it is a visually like perfect movie. I yeah, thought so, you, so many things go into a movie that aren't just. Did I laugh? Did I cry? I was captivated. You looked over at me every time on the movie, and I was captivated by the movie. I don't know if I would say that. I was trying to figure out if you were bored or not, so I didn't really see cap- captivation on wow. your face. Wow. Okay. Well, my captivation is hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> My eyes were wide open. Listen, I was really into it. If you it. want something that's visually um, great, or what, what's the word you were just using? Perfect. Okay, sure. Perfect. Uh, go watch, like, the, um, what's the undersea show we watch? Oh, Blue Planet. Yeah. Okay. This was like Blue Planet. It was it was trash. I I it wasn't my, trash. I think by my twenty three. I think that you are you just are so high when you come out of the movie theater that you just and also I think that which I've said to you before and I said it on the last podcast you're just in love with movies so I feel like you can't give them bad grades. I've given bad grades before. I don't know. Regardless, that's the Ad Astra regrade, and that's this episode of the Jake Podcast. Oh, 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 almost missed. We have to review movies together. Sorry about that, fans. Um, we saw two movies this week I think we both really liked. Uh, let's start with the one we saw last night, and we'll finish with uh, the finale. Um, last night, we watched Free Solo, a documentary 
We said we're going to watch more documentaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, a documentary about free solo climbing. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect with this movie going in. And I was really happy that we saw that because that movie was thrilling. Very cool. The camera work was awesome. And uh, I, I was so pumped we watched it. And uh, without, well, I mean, we give away spoilers here. He lived and he did his, like, you know, his, uh, like, his goal. His goal was to, you know, climb El Cap, El Capitan, this mountain that, like, apparently, I think, I don't know if he grew up near it or it's just Yosemite. Yeah, it was in Yosemite State Park in, in California. Um, I don't know if he grew up near it or it's just something that he's been climbing for a long time, but uh, it, it, it was a really cool documentary. One of the one cooler. Of the ones that climb. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of the cooler documentaries I've ever seen. So, what do you think? I loved it. Yeah. It's not new, so like you know, it's been around. But and I've heard, mm-hmm. you know, we've both heard that it's really good. That I mean, that's visually. Oh yeah. Perfect. Sure. Um, it was great. I mean, it had me on the edge of my seat because I was like, I was like, would they really put out this documentary if he died at the end of it? You I know, think they would have. I and, don't know and... if they would. So I wasn't sure. But I was so nervous for him that my hands were clammy. Like I was mm-hmm. very nervous for him that he was going to die because you're you're climbing these. You know, what, I think it was a three three thousand yeah um, foot whatever mountain glass, and, and you're just uh, with nothing. Yeah, and you're basically gripping onto the rocks with your fingertips. I know you're using a toe to hold yourself up. I totally appreciate like the amount of skill that goes oh, into these things because, gosh. and I always knew it was crazy. But seeing them be like, all right, I need to use my thumb and then I'm going to transfer over to my two fingers. I was just like, are you fucking out of your mind, dude? Like his life is basically on on his tippy toes on his right feet, right foot. His left foot is karate kicking onto another mountain. He literally called it a karate kick. And then he was using his thumb and transferring it over his weight over to his fingers. And, uh... I'm, I'm speechless watching it, that yeah. this guy is that good. Um, it was really cool. I will say that, like, him as a person, he seemed a little, like, off. I don't know what it was about it. Uh, his mom said that, like, his dad had Asperger's or, at, you know, at least undiagnosed Asperger's because I guess it wasn't really, like, a thing back when his dad was alive. Um, but it, it just, like, it, it, him as a character, I was like, I think you need to be a stoic type person like he is to be able to do something like this. I mean, I don't know. They did an MRI of his brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I guess works a little bit differently than other people's do. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't have the same kind of like sense of fear that we would. Right. Climbing a mountain. It takes a lot more to, to scare yeah, him. It takes yeah. more to like stimulate his brain. So that's why they feel like he is so into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but really interesting documentary. Yeah, as a person, like, I couldn't understand why his girlfriend was with him. Um, you know, like, sorry, Sonny or whatever your name is. But, like, I just don't understand how you could be with someone who can't really show love back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he's just really into this and it's his craft and it's, this is his whole life. And, yeah. I mean, he is, I guess, very clear with her from the beginning that he loves this more than her. Yeah, I mean, he but. said that multiple times that he was like, if I had to give up, give up, you know, free soloing or my girlfriend, I'd give up my girlfriend. It's like, okay. And the craziest, <laughs> the craziest thing is too, when they were doing actually like uh, rock climbing together, and he was on a rope, she dropped him. Yeah. 
Which is wild, and I like couldn't believe. I was like, "Oh, this is the end of them." Yeah, but he like stays with her and forgives her, and I'm just like nuts. Yeah, and and one of his buddies even pointed out he was like, you know, uh, ever since I met him, I've never seen him fall, and then he gets this girlfriend falls twice in the last month. (laughs) It's It's like, yeah, you're losing your concentration, which is kind of something that's really important because, like, you know, it it. You need this concentration. You need to be this stoic, emotionless person to be able to do these things, which is why he actually cancels that first time that he's like, he's like, my head isn't really in it right now. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not ready to put my life on this ledge. And uh, that's why he like t- t- basically takes like a four month delay or whatever. Um, so uh, like I can I can appreciate that. But uh, what, what do you give it as a grade? I thought it was really great. Uh, I'm giving it an 84, 85, 85. Give it, I'm going to give it an 87 for a documentary. It was yeah. enjoyable. I wasn't bored. And I was nervous the entire time for him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's a that's a good grade. And I, I'd even go a little bit higher. But I've been told that I just love the movie so much. So I give uh, really good grades out to easily. This is not a movie. It's a documentary. Oh. Uh, well, you know what? I'm happy we're getting into documentaries. There's a bunch I want to see now uh, that, I've, that we knocked this one out. Yeah. All right. The last... Review of the day. We've been excited for this movie for a while. Yeah. It's gotten a lot of buzz. Some Oscar hype. uh, At least in terms of best lead actor. And I think it's justified. Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix, came out first first Friday in October. We saw it last week. Wow. I mean, people are... Apparently people were leaving the theaters because it was too dark. Um, I think that's bullshit. I think like if that's too dark for you, you need to like educate yourself because um, this did tackle a lot of mental illness stuff and uh, it did really shine a light on these things. But in, if it made you so uncomfortable, you had to leave it uh, like and this is wild coming from me, but you leave lead too much of a cushy lifestyle that you can't understand this. So that's frustrating to me to hear that. Um but in terms of like a movie, and if you just count this on your own and not count it towards like, oh, but how does this tie in with other superhero movies and stuff? Like, forget that. Just grade the movie on what it was. I thought this was awesome. I thought they kept it dark. I thought Joaquin, I think even without Joaquin Phoenix, it was good, but Joaquin Phoenix made it phenomenal. Uh, it, you could really see him slipping into a depression like like phase. And him slipping into, like, basically a violent person. And that he just had enough. And I, th- I thought it was great the way they showed him basically breaking throughout a whole movie. And you could see the points that it just hammers away at this guy. And he points out late in the movie. That's like, what happens when you completely neglect someone that needs this, like, this attention? And this is what happens. I thought it was awesome. I agree. I loved it. I was nervous going into it because of the hype. Mm-hmm. And I felt like Once Upon a Time got a lot of hype. And yes, I, I yeah. didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to. So mm-hmm. I kept saying to you, like, I'm nervous. Like, what if they're building it up and it's just not going to be what I'm expecting it to be? But Joaquin was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought the same thing. Like, the movie was, re- like, really good. But, yeah. like, if Joaquin wasn't in that role, like, would it have been as good? I don't know. Yeah, it's a t- um, it's a tough call. 
I'm kind of tired of people's reviews being like, well, it's not like the comic books. It's like, it's not meant to be. It's no. a different take on the Joker right. and like what could have been or what could have caused him to go this way. Yeah. I love the deep dive into mental health. Yeah, like, I thought it was I'm, great. Yeah, I'm big into like, you know, mental health advocacy. So like, I I don't know. I loved it. I, I think that... I think that people who found it disturbing, it's like, well, then you're really not educated on what it's like for someone to Agreed. Be, 100%. be like that. Yeah. Um. So I really, he did such a good job. Yeah. And you just like could feel like for him and mm-hmm. like, I feel like you could understand his- Which like, is wild that like this movie was about a villain. This yeah. was a villain's upbringing, but there was a clear part. And like, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, this is a spoiler podcast. You could see- I even still felt bad for him after he killed the Wall Street guys, the yeah. three Wall Street guys. And he was like a kid, but at, at one point he tracked one guy down and shot the guy in the back. And he didn't need to do that. And that's where some people felt like that's where he switched into the villain. But to me, I don't think he became the villain until he uh, he killed the guy in his apartment. Yeah. And, and his buddy. But he kills a lot of people in this movie, including like a game show or uh, late show host, which Robert De Niro was, uh, Murray Franklin. Uh, I just I thought everything about it was good. I think that I liked that it was like take took place in the '60s or early '70s. I thought that was a really cool way to put this on, and that like you know it not all superhero movies need to take place right now. So I thought that was pretty cool too, and. Um, I think that did a better job of of basically explaining why his whatever condition he has or whatever he has went unnoticed because I feel like people with mental illnesses did get neglected in the 60s and 70s and that really didn't get its like appreciation until later years. Like now it's very popular to kind of be more open about these things and to, you know, get it like go to therapy and get it taken care of and, and, you know, try to better yourself. But I feel like that was very frowned upon for a long time. So I think that also covers that side of things. Um, and I just love the way that this movie, you know, it, it he really did make this movie just to, the whole like breaking down of him. There's a lot of things you could, um, you can basically, uh, when am I go like theorize, uh, some people say, did all of it happen in the movie, you know, because there are dream sequences. Um, you know, one guy pointed out there, like, you know, anytime he was, uh, like talking normally or like, wasn't laughing out loud or wasn't like, it wasn't awkward. That's all dream sequences. So some people think he didn't actually kill Murray Franklin. Yeah. Um, some, you know, it, it was, uh, it was obvious that like he didn't actually have to go on those dates with that girl or anything. I I think less of that was a dream than people are leading on, but it was so good of a movie that it has you talking. And I don't even think that's what Todd Phillips wanted us to go into, but he did anyway. I don't know what he wanted to to come out of this, but I, I, Joaquin just did a great job. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, the whole laugh of the Joker for him, it was like a condition yeah. that he um, 
like that had happened to him when he was younger mm-hmm. because of trauma that he went through when he was younger, which is also so crazy. Like, and I don't even know if this is done on purpose or like, I'm just like overthinking it, but it's like, it also was a deep dive into what trauma is like for people. Yes. It's like, he didn't even know that as a child he was abused and right. beaten by his like mom's um, like boyfriend. Like he had completely forgot all he, of that. Like, blocked it out. Blocked it out. And yeah. it's like now like triggers are happening that are making like you know this certain personality that come out of him. Yeah, and uh, I I completely forgot about that. It was it it was wild to see him so like into this character that you really felt that. Like I didn't feel like I was watching Joaquin Phoenix. I really felt like I was watching this character, and I think that's that just shows how good he was in it. Yeah. Um, I really want to see it again too. That's another. That's another way. You know, when you know it's a really good movie, when you want to go back and see it again. Um, I Great. See, I would see it again for a couple different reasons. I had noisy neighbors. Oh, you always get unlucky with the noisy neighbors. I neighbor. do. And, and not I, me. And yet I get one. so annoyed by them, and mm-hmm. I was trying really hard to block it out. The other thing I didn't understand, too, was I understand that there was a couple funny moments in it, I guess, to just lighten it up and not keep it so dark. Yeah. Um, But, like, when they say that he has, like, a problem and it causes him to laugh out loud uncontrollably and people were laughing at him laughing out loud. I was just like, you obviously don't get this movie. Yeah. I don't think this movie's for everybody. I'll say that too. I'll say that there are a lot of people that probably saw this movie and didn't fully understand it. And that's okay. Like that's, you know, it's not everybody is going to, it's not for everybody and I'm okay with that, but I really did appreciate that. And in my book, I'm giving it a 94. That's what I was going to give it. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Which is probably the first 90 something I've given on the podcast. I was going to say, I, I was going to say, you tend to be a little more strict than that, giving out C's and D's. No, he was just so good. It was, yeah. And I mean, outside of like, I really, I rarely have, I don't have many complaints other than I left the movie thinking, well, not everything was fully explained in terms of what was a dream and what wasn't. But Didn't sometimes you don't get that. Yeah. And, and, and outside of that, Everything was just perfect. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. And I had such a high bar for this movie because of all the hype it got. And it still delivered. That's how you know it's a really good one. So is that the Jaker's score on the Joker? Jaker on Joker. 94. <laughs> yep. All right. That is it. It was a long one. We're, we're pushing 120 at this point. Uh, Sam? Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening to the podcast. Had a lot to get to this week. Next week, uh, don't know, don't really know what's going to be on the podcast next week. Probably review the Hamptons a little bit. Maybe get back into football season. Maybe some, uh, spooky. Maybe some spooky season. Yeah, maybe get a scary movie in there. That's not a bad idea. And uh, who knows? Maybe I'll be uh, winning my third straight pumpkin championship at the morgan stanley office so thank you for listening to the podcast and uh rate review subscribe give me a little five stars give me a little review and uh be sure to share all right thank you